This podcast is brought to you in part by Shorewinder, the industry-leading tool for winding residential and commercial springs with a cordless drill. Let us shoulder the burden for you. And check us out at Surewinder.com. Hey guys, Ryan here with Torch Talk Podcast. Did you know that I also run a marketing agency with the absolute best crew? I keep hearing from other garage door companies how their SEO company or their web design company is just not cutting it. We never hear that here. I don't know why. Maybe it's because we work really, really hard for you door guys out there. Check us out, suchandsuchmedia.com. You got the pricing and everything right on the website. Full transparency. And we're going to work really hard because you are the champion of your story. And we just want to be a small part of your success and celebrate it with you. Great customer service. Amazing web design. Phenomenal SEO. It's going to get you ranked. Give us a shout. Such and such. What's up, guys? Ryan here with Torch and Talk Podcast, and I don't know what day it is because <laughs> we're recording this on a <laughs> What's the Tuesday uh, going to be? This is going to be 24th when this launches. So uh, tomorrow I'm launching my Milton location. Oh. Nice. Uh, all right. So uh, today we have a couple guests. As a matter of fact, I brought on a co-host. Have we ever had a co-host before? Greg's been a co-host before. Did I have, have Greg? I? I don't Did think you? I co-host. I think you had Colleen on there one time. Ah, oh. you're right. I did. I had Colleen on as a co-host. Um, she was wanting to, uh, she was part of IDA and they were wanting to start a podcast. And I was like, well, y'all can join mine. Like I was cool with them just coming on. And uh, we talked about her coming on and being a co-host with me. Um, but it was like really hard because it's kind of like who says what next. And uh, I think it takes more prep work than, than I anticipated. And quite honestly, I just don't do a lot of prep work. So um, today we've got a, a co-host, Greg Giaquinto. What's up, Greg? What's up, Brian? And for those of you guys who uh, watch our episodes online, which we just kind of like post those when we can, um, Greg, um, we have a little jealousy going on between our guest and myself and Greg's background. Uh, because Greg has the branded background. It's really cool. And he's just in general, cool. So uh, <laughs> I'm very him. you got that fancy uh, looking office behind you. So I'm, I'm a little jealous. Of yeah. That. So the, uh, Greg, before we get into the show, Greg's with Jag and Sons door. Uh, he's been on the show multiple times. So if you guys listen, go back and listen to his podcast. Uh, he's been on like three times. Uh, what an evolution in a short amount of time in two years, this dude has like blown up his dad's hobby for the most part. This is a little side business. And uh, Greg's taken it from like a side business to a full blown company and just absolutely killing it Has an amazing team. He's an amazing leader. Um, he thinks that I'm an inspiration to him, but technically it's the other way around. Uh, and so, uh, he's super positive, great attitude. And, uh, along those lines, he started a Facebook group and, um, called elite entrepreneurs, uh, which if you're watching, you see in the background of his video and, um, he does a good job managing that. And it's just about 
Uh, Greg, you want to talk a little bit about elite entrepreneurs? Yeah, I appreciate you saying all that nice stuff about me. Yeah, um, so elite entrepreneurs started as a kind of a local contractors networking group that I was working on. Didn't really, uh, didn't really pan out to be much with that. I just didn't get a lot of involvement. A lot of the contractors that we got around here that I know aren't really on Facebook. So it didn't really go anywhere. Uh, and then I realized that I, I kind of had more to offer and there was more people out there that I wanted to connect with. And some of the people are in there from some of the other garage store Facebook groups we got. Uh, some of the people are local and then, and then some, of the, some of the people are just other entrepreneurs. And so it's for anybody who's, um, you know, contractor, entrepreneur, anybody who's looking to grow and better themselves or their business, um, we want you in there. It's still a pretty small group, which I, I want to kind of keep it uh, for the people who want to be there. So, um, but you find me, my profile is public, find me and get you in there. It sounds like something you, you want to be part Giaquinto. of. You can spell Quinto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll spell it for you right now. It's G-I-A-Q-U-I-N-T-O. This the group is also searchable. Um, it's it's closed or private, whichever one. Uh, you can search it and you can request to join it, and I'll, and I'll let you in there. But uh, that's it. That's uh, that's what I got for you. Cool. Thank you for sharing. And today we have a guest. Uh, it was actually Greg's idea, and I thought it was a phenomenal one because. I kind of watch this guy from a distance and as someone who's very passionate about the door industry, uh, it's kind of fun watching other people do great things and make the industry better. And uh, we have David Mount on with us today who uh, I feel like every day I log in and see something else he's doing. He's training these people doing this, traveling around. Um, so David, welcome to Torch and Talk, man. It's your first time. How are you? good i'm good thanks for having me yeah thanks for coming on dude and i think uh you know we haven't had a lot of interactions between you and i but um you know i respect you for what you're doing i think you do a good job with um getting around training people and the, i'm all for training so the more the merrier and uh based on what i've heard there's not a better person to do it than you so um good job uh and so today i'm going to take a little bit of a back seat and we're going to give greg a shot at uh at interviewing david and uh, I probably will be more of a distraction than anything, just um, chiming in, uh, making silly jokes. And that's what she says every once in a while. So, uh, <laughs> Greg, I'll let you run with it, bro. All right. Well, Dave, I'm, I'm glad we were able to work this out. Um, I'll start by letting you guys know we actually invited Dave out to, to do some training with us. And it was fantastic. And, and I love what, what you're doing. Um, and, and I kind of want to help you get your message out there, get your word out there, let people know what you're doing, because I think the industry is missing um, some education, but um, you know, I don't, I don't know a ton about you other than, you know, fellow garage door guy, you got this training thing going on. Um, I know, you know, what you're talking about because I, I sat in one of your classes at Expo um, a couple of years ago, the last one we had. Uh, and I, and I enjoyed it. I actually, I don't know if you remember this, but I caught up with you after the fact and was kind of picking your brain a little bit. Um, but then I, I kind of spotted you online and saw what you were doing with this, this training thing, but where, um, tell me about your garage door business. Where did you start? You second generation, first generation, um, you know, are you still in the field? Um, you know, what's your position at your, at your company and how long have you been in this business? Well, I, uh, First generation uh, business. I uh, worked for a company uh, for about seven years, and then 
uh, decided to go in on my own. Uh, it was actually after my year, my son was about a year old, my first son, and I was working 60, 70 hours a week and decided I could manage it better if it was mine and uh, make enough money to replace what I was being paid, which was pretty good at the time. Uh, this was in 1997, so it was, it was a while ago. So we started the business up, me and my wife, in 1997, and uh, I'm back in the field now. There was a time where I was not in the field. Uh, we were a bigger company then. We've kind of scaled down things a little bit. We got to a point where we could pick and choose who we're doing work for, uh, which is nice. Um, we're able to do a little bit more high-end stuff, commercial stuff. Um, and so it enabled some time to do the training. Um, but actually, I guess the, the, where we met is how, what brought about, about the training part of this. Um, the, after any time I've done a class at Expo or any regional, I've had that same interaction with someone and they were looking to get something hands-on. Um, someone to come train them because they couldn't get it through uh, the manufacturer or find a way to get it. And so that that kind of spurred this training uh, outshoot, so to speak, uh, from from the garage door business. Uh, I did it. The first one was uh, at our place and that's where we hold most of those. And it was on rolling steel. And I just sent it out to a couple of local uh, reps for the different manufacturers in our area. And it was within 24 hours, I had nine people signed up. Um, and I was looking to do hold it around eight because I wanted it to be something that I could actually get everyone involved and make sure they all were getting their hands on it to train it. And it just kind of blew up from there. Um, you know, we posted about it on Facebook and then we were able to uh, get some other training uh, engagements away from our place we know we were able to go up and had a great time with you guys and uh Beethoven, mike Beethoven, and, and uh that was awesome and we did a few others in pennsylvania and we have some more set up so it's been really blowing up i want to say something real quick i i i do want to give kudos to the garage door industry because uh i feel like uh it doesn't take a ton of effort um, and this is just like, I hope to encourage somebody out there who's very knowledgeable and, and, and maybe wants to step up and help people in the industry. What you said, David, that you like shot out some emails and then next thing you know, you had people, I mean, that it's just getting started. Right. Um, and the industry is so hungry for information and learning. Um, and, and I'll, I don't want to throw shade, but I feel like um, because of there being like a lack of um, an entity that puts out a ton of information, um, it opens up the opportunity for people like David and maybe you, if you're listening, uh, to start something and to do training or, you know, whatever. And that's honestly, like I mentioned this on the last episode, uh, I felt like there was a huge need for a bunch of guys I, I was having conversation with people all the time about the garage door industry. And there were a ton of guys who were much better than me at being in a garage, but I was helping a bunch of door companies out on the business side and just kind of like giving them advice and chatting and whatever. And then I was like, dude, there needs to be a voice to help people on the business side of things um, because there isn't one in our industry. And so, and I know Tommy Mello had his thing, but uh, he was kind of more general and not so much specific to like garage doors. 
And so uh, that's what inspired me to um, to start Torsion Talk. And so I just want to encourage everybody that's listening. Like if you, there's so much opportunity uh, to service the garage door industry uh, because there's so much hunger and there's not enough of it. So anyway, I just see that as an opportunity and wanted to share it. Definitely, man. It's, there's definitely a need for it. There's definitely a want for it. Anytime it comes up on Facebook, um, in any of these groups, there's a whole bunch of people who who ask questions, who share information, and and um, I don't know, Brian, you you probably said this before. I've heard other people say it. Like once you get involved with these Facebook groups, this industry is a lot smaller than you realize it is. And there's you know, I wish there was a way to get the people who aren't on Facebook involved because there's a lot of good people out there who are missing out on some of this stuff. But there's a there's a huge group of us who want to see this industry be better and do better and want to do good things with it. And, um, but Dave, man, listen to your, you know, about your business and everything. So you got like 24 years, roughly. Is that about right? In in your business? Business, yeah. Mount Drive stores is 24 years. And how long of that time have you been involved with IDA, IDEA? Well, IDA since the beginning, uh, IDEA, we, we did the certifications and the accreditation, uh, we started as soon as they were available. Um, yeah. I, I, I love the learning aspect. Um, always have, uh, there's always someone out there that knows something that, that, uh, you know, you just love that the interactions and, and picking things up. So, uh, I completed the four tests, uh, for my master tech, I think it was in 2009. It was before it was really even a, a thing. And then when they came up with Master Tech, um, there's about a, a dozen or so of us that were kind of put to that, you know, got that right away because we had already done that, uh, completed the four tests. Um, and then I was on the board of IDEA for three years, and I really enjoyed that. Um, that they, there's, they're just a great group of people that are really doing what they can to help continue to get the learning out there, to get the, the, the information out there uh, so much uh, information in the brains of the people that are on that board is incredible. Uh, it, it's, it's just, a if you're in the garage door industry and you can sit down and talk to some of these people, it would just, uh, it was, it was such a treat for me. Um, a mixture of manufacturers and, and dealers, and it was great. Um, you know, where they were limited was in that hands-on training and that's because they can't pull it off. Um, you can't make it generic, you know, you can make textbook generic, you can make, you know, uh, a lot of the PowerPoint's generic, but you can't with the hands-on training. It's got to be somebody's product and you can't have all of the products there. So yeah. that's kind of what limited them. They would that's love a big to do deal, it. right? For the IDA, it's got to be kind of, um, it, it can't be a specific brand. Yeah. They don't want to deal with a specific brand. Yeah, um, for IDEA, that's, you know, I, I, they're supported by DASMA as, as much as IDA. So DASMA doesn't like, you know, they're, they don't want one brand focused on or another brand focused on. Um, and, uh, you know, you've taught classes with IDA, they, they, uh, they make sure you know that they, they try to keep away from highlighting one manufacturer or the other, but it, it obviously comes up in conversation. How long have you been teaching with IDEA, like at expos and, and whatnot? I think the first one was, was around 2011, 2012. Uh, it was in Las Vegas. Um, and once I did it, I, I was hooked. I loved it. I loved the interaction with the dealers. Um, I, every class I've taught, I've walked away learning stuff. 
from the audience, um, from the conversations afterwards. Um, I, I just love the interaction. So I've uh, done several since then. Um, fortunate to have, uh, I guess, be involved in three of them uh, in September and October for the EDUCON in Baltimore. Um, and I can't wait for that. So that'll be really good. So with that, um, you know, you're, you're passionate about it. I'm passionate about this. But I see sometimes online people like don't not that they don't agree with IDA or IDEA, but they kind of see the IDEA as like, well, what do I need to take a test for? For me personally, it, it means something to me, but it, it's what it's the value that I put on it. What does it mean to you that you're a master technician, you're certified master technician? What does that mean to you? And what does that mean to um, how you kind of see yourself and how you want other people to see you as a technician? Because I believe that's where the, the value is for me and i'm kind of curious how you view that well the, the, the all those certifications were set up to show that you know the minimum of what the manufacturers feel is required to put in that particular product so you know you're proving that you know that information um but the, with that being said it's it's a it's a validation that you're you are doing things correctly um it's a way to kind of help grow the industry you know we you refer to Facebook. There's so many complaints about uh, shot everything. And yes, everything. Uh, <laughs> there's so much of that online, but then there's Just also complaining about people doing it right. Yeah, yeah, there's a resistance to to show that you can do it right. You know, and um, that's the part that I see with a lot of it. It put yourself out there. You know, I know for most guys, the biggest and and gals, the biggest concern is taking the test. You know, they thought they were done with that. They, they got out of high school and college. They weren't going to take any more tests. But that's just a minor part of it. Um, get involved. It's, it's a, a great, you, you know, the, the two-day schools that they offer for IDEA at Expo, and, and you're not going to be around better. You know, the people that are uh, facility, the faculty for that are some of the best minds in the business. And you get an opportunity to pick their brains. You get an opportunity to make a relationship with them. Things like that are going to help you throughout uh, your career and anything you want to do with overhead doors. Um, but you can use it as a marketing tool to, to differentiate, yourself, differentiate, yourself, differentiate yourself. We have, when we became accredited, we were one of two in the state of Maryland. And so we pushed it. There were not a lot of people that know knew about that or that that was a even something to know about and now there's uh probably two dozen um when you know with the certifications the master tech has become a huge uh pull for a lot of people you know you push it out there offer it offer it out to people to see it um that's the that's kind of how you help it grow so i want to speak to this a little bit because um I feel like I'm, um, I'm a huge fan of IDEA and um, the certifications. As a matter of fact, uh, everyone who works for me has to get certified if they're going to be in the field. Um, and so we, we have a process that we put our guys through. Uh, we train them here. We got a training center. Uh, I think, you know, we got a fire door back here. We're only still fire door that we train our guys on. We do drop tests. Uh, we teach them how to break it down and put it back together. Uh, we also have a 16 by seven door. Uh, I've tried smaller doors, but smaller doors are really easy. Um, 
it's, it's uh, I feel like it's a very different scenario to 16 by seven for Resi. Uh, so we built a, um, a structure in our, our um, warehouse for that. Uh, but uh, what we do is we pay our guy, we, we tell them, look, we'll pay for your certification. You have to study, you have to pass. If you fail, you pay for the retake or whatever. Uh, if there's a price for it, we haven't, I don't think we've had anybody fail. Um, and then, um, but if you stay with me for a year, we'll eat the cost of that. You don't have to pay for it. But if you leave me within a year, we take it out of your paycheck uh, on your final paycheck. Um, and I feel like after a year, I mean, we've definitely got the benefit for it and I'll pay for as many as they want to take. So if they want to be master certified, I'll pay for all of them. I don't care. Um, but I believe that continued education is super important. Um, I think as owners, it's our obligation. It's, it's, it is our obligation, uh, and it is extremely important for us to hold our team accountable to continue getting better as well as ourselves. And so, um, I'm a big fan of that. And I think IDEA does a phenomenal job with that. And just to the, the point of the test taking, um, like it's so easy. I'm not sure people understand how easy this is. Um, so for some of the tests, maybe not all of them, but if your guys have been in the field the time that they should be, they should have a pretty good knowledge base before they get the, the reading material. But what we do is we go online, we order it. Um, and then we have a college down the street, uh, and we send our guys there and they do, uh, there's a proctor exam, uh, where basically you sit in a room while somebody makes sure you're not cheating. You take the exam, you fill out the paperwork, you give it to them, they ship it off. And then within a couple of weeks, you find out, or probably a week or two, you find out if you, um, uh, pass the test. And then uh, a couple of weeks after that, you receive uh, a package in the mail with your, uh, all your information, your certification and everything. And, and we milk that. So like on our website, we've got, you know, Hey, our guys are all certified. Um, they're trained, um, you know, and then, you know, when we send out our text messages, we tell them, you know, in the little bio, they get the picture of the technician and service professionals, what we call them. And then we also put in their, in their bio that they're certified. Um, and at that point, a certified service professional should make more money than a, a service professional that's not certified. So as soon as our guys get certified, they get a raise. Um, and then I can charge more for services because we have certified professionals doing the work. So then I can raise my prices to compensate for the raises that I'm giving. Um, and so it's, it's all the way around. It's great for everybody. Uh, it's great for when people call in and are questioning prices or whatever on repairs. Uh, you can say, listen, uh, I know we might be a little bit higher than uh, some of the other local companies, but here's why. And you can share. Look, our guys are certified. Uh, they've been through our in-house training. They've, they've uh, taken an exam through IDEA, which is our, our industry standard for testing and certifications. And, uh, and you're going to get a certified service professional. So I just wanted to share that real quick. I know I probably blabbed on too long because I don't want to steal the show, but uh, I, I do, I'm passionate about it. And I just wanted to share that and make sure everybody understands it's super easy to do this. I mean, they literally email you a document, you have your guys read it um, and, uh, and study for the test. All my guys have pretty much known most of the stuff because they're in the field already anyway. 
uh, but it's a good refresher to go through the book. And then afterwards, the feedback we get is, hey, we've always done it this way because you told us to, but this just gave me the confidence that I needed to kind of step up my game a little bit and know that what I'm doing is the right thing. And I'm just kind of reiterating what Dad said earlier, but um, yeah, it's a big, it's a big difference in your staff. Yeah. You raised some really good points and I, I don't know if you get this from your guys, but my guys get a sense of pride from having that certification. Um, it's not an extremely difficult test to pass. If you, I mean, if you've been out of school for years and years and you hated taking tests, you know, it, it could seem like a daunting thing, but if you know how to put doors in and you read the, the book, you can pass the test. Um, you know, there's a lot of good information in that book. There's some technical information that, you know, it's not stuff that we deal with every day. And one of the big things for me is like, I even want my office staff to be familiar with that because we're all going to speak the same language and, and like communication is, is huge. And if you're calling one part, one thing, and somebody else is calling it another thing, sometimes you, you're not having the same conversation, even though you think you are. And one of the things that certification does is get it, get everybody on the same page. There's not just passing the test, though. There's continuing education. And it's not a ton of hours. But in order to keep that certification, you've got to participate in either some online classes or, you know, it might uh, incentivize you to go to Expo or one of the local regional events. That's what this is about for me is making those connections, connected with people like Dave. Um, you know, we don't have a huge wealth of commercial knowledge. And the way you get that knowledge is by doing it and figuring it out or having someone show you how to do it. Uh, and so, you know, we had Dave out and just to share a little bit of that experience, Dave showed up when he said he was going to come out. It was what I thought was a, a reasonable price for what we got out of it. Um, I mean, he showed up with props. He showed up with, you know, a smile on his face. We had a, a place for him to come and train us. And so he did his presentation, we did some hands-on and we did two days of that. And it was not just the training, there was, you know, bonding time, bonding time with our, our crews. You know, we took the days off from work. It was an investment in our company to have Dave come out and, and train with us. And he was not just great educating us, but we, well, we took him out to dinner. Like he, we just hung out after a talk shop, right? And that's, that's kind of what it was. That was, that was a really positive experience. And then after that, we actually sent Jim down to come train with you a little more in depth on some of your, um, you know, the rolling fire door stuff. And so I didn't get to experience that um, coming to you. What's the, what's the process for you when you come out versus when you do it there? Like, what do you prefer? Like, what do you think is a better delivery? Because I, I think you did fantastic when you came out to meet us. And for my dollar bang for buck to get all of my techs trained and you come to us that was like i i want to do it again <laughs> like it was we had a we had a great experience it was great yeah it was a great time you guys were excellent hosts and uh that that, that was a blast i i both both have their advantages i, I like both scenarios obviously with yours it was the camaraderie with your you and your guys have with each other and and just getting to be a part of that um the learning, when, when people come here, it's dealers or installers from different companies. And so it takes a little bit for them to warm up and, and get their guard down a little bit, you know, to be able to ask questions and, and get involved as much. By the end of the day, they're all friends. Uh, 
they all know each other um, and they're really getting along. Uh, we can do a little bit more here because it's a fixed spot um, and we have a little bit more to work with. Um, you know, when we came to you, for instance, we did the commercial opener training and I had two openers that we had that we, we got working and, and, uh, and then screwed up and, and tried to figure out um, where I can do more of that here. I can have four or five openers in that scenario. So it does allow for a little bit more um, diversity, but uh, there is something to be said. You know, the, the ones that I've done in uh, dealers locations have all been phenomenal. And, I, and a lot of it is just some of these guys getting to be, to hang out together, even though they work together, they don't get to spend a lot of time hanging out together and not having that pressure to get a job done um, really helps them all kind of fit in. So it's a great experience. You've got a great setup and a great crew. So it really went well. And I'd love to come up and do it again. I, I really enjoyed it. And I, you know, um, getting to know Jim when he you know, came down here, it was, it was great. I know he, he jumped right in because of having that, uh, being familiar with me and a couple of the other guys that have done classes before, but it is, uh, it is something that I, I can see a benefit to both directions, but that the training is, is huge for a company and for the individual just to get that opportunity for anybody is huge. Um, to get it, and it's not just from me, it's just from each other. They, they pick up so much, talk about different scenarios, situations they've run into, and it makes it for uh, a very uh, easy atmosphere to learn. It, it's similar to what Expo would be, where everyone kind of has their guard down. They're not caught up in the business aspect of things as much, and they can just, they really do enjoy working on doors and what they do, and they can do it for the fun, so to speak. Uh, and I think that gets a lot accomplished. I think about you going into like a, uh, a place or having some guys over and uh, I could just imagine like nobody wants to admit that they don't know something, right? Like, do you get that sometimes or all the time? Uh, sometimes I do it, but it, normally it's gone. Um, but it, we get into it for a couple hours and then they all realize, okay, uh, it's okay to say things. You know, I, I, I don't know everything. I don't know close to everything. I, what I tell people is, but I do know who to call. You know, if I don't know an answer, I know who to get a hold of. Don't feel intimidated. You know, that this is going to be a better experience if we all just get involved and jump in. Um, I've had a few cases where uh, actually when I go to a company and have done the training where some of the more experienced guys were a little timid to get involved at first because they didn't want the unexperienced, non-experienced guys to know if they may or, you know, to say something wrong. So I, I typically call them out. That's who I put in charge or I ask the questions just to kind of get them involved in a fun way and just to get them involved in what's going on. And, and you break that barrier and then they all, they have a good time and they feel comfortable with it. Um, but yeah, you have a little bit of that. Hey Ryan, how's it going? Good man, how are you Roman? Doing great. I just wanted to reach out and let you guys know how grateful I am that Somer has been a sponsor of Torsion Talk. Yeah, fifth season already. We've had four really good seasons and a lot of good success for us. That's great to hear. At this point, though, I think everybody's pretty much heard of you guys that follow the podcast. What do you think we could say to make your ad stand out for season five? Well, I think we've been working really hard on customer service, making sure that our team and everyone knows all the technical things they need to know to make sure we get uh, the best and quickest service to both homeowners and dealers. 
Um, we've also been putting a lot of stuff out there to improve product knowledge so that customers know how to, or so that dealers and technicians can know how to troubleshoot or know, you know, what all our operators are capable of because there's a lot of stuff, even stuff that's not in the manual. And um, we're continually improving the product. We've had a couple of new software releases in the last year. Um, we're continually adding additional accessories and we've got some even new operators in the pipeline that we're excited about. So you guys got a lot going on. That is great. Am I allowed to talk about how awesome you guys have been through all the shortages and price increases? You guys have been like steady Eddie. Like you didn't skip a beat. No quality issues to my knowledge or anything. Well, summer is a German company. You know, we, we do things slowly, but we're, we try to do them well. That is super true. You guys have a great team and I am so thankful and proud to have you guys as a sponsor of Torsion Talk. Hey, Torsion Talk family, if you haven't tried Somer yet, I challenge you to reach out and start a conversation today. Not only is the product great, but Roman and his team are super knowledgeable. I can call him and troubleshoot or just ask advice because he's been in my shoes. If you're ready to chat with the team at Somer, call 877-766-6607. Bifolding overhead doors are simply cool. Therefore, if you install one, you too are cool. All kidding aside, Schweiss makes the best bifold door on the market, so when you have an opportunity to sell a bifold, check them out first. As a matter of fact, bifold security doors are hot right now. If you check out their website, bifold.com, you can see hundreds of ideas on how businesses are using bifold doors. They have tons of photos on their website. They've supplied doors bifold doors for restaurants, basketball stadiums like Golden One Center in Sacramento, retail stores, and even spectacular homes. These doors are a game changer and a statement piece. If you want a project that will draw attention, sell Schweiss door. Tell them Ryan with Torch Talk Podcast sent you. Visit bifold.com. That's B-I-F-O-L-D.com. Going on and, and you break that barrier and then they all, they have a good time and they feel comfortable with it. Um, but yeah, you have a little bit of that. One of the cool things we did too, which you already mentioned was, um, and this is actually the, the reason we ended up scheduling this with you is Mike, Mike Batoff. Uh, you talk about Beethoven. talking with other people. <laughs> My boy. I love that guy. Yeah, Mike's the greatest man. But you know, you talk about connected with people and, and, and whatnot. And, you know, we keep in touch with Mike. I've got, several people on speed dial that that i talk to regularly across the country all from building this network within facebook pages within ida within idea getting involved and uh so mike was going to come down to see you and we're fortunate that we have some space to have you come in and present in and, and do the training and and um so rather than mike come down to you he came to us and so i anybody who doesn't have that space to do this don't think that you can't get it done because you know i encourage you to, to network with other people you know mike doesn't have a shop like we do i think he and i think i and our guys i think we all benefited more by doing it as a group together versus him going to you and you coming to us having him together seeing some of the things that he does uh he brought some knowledge to the table i feel like we brought a little bit to the table and then obviously you you bring a wealth of knowledge to the table uh, it was it, it, like, I can't say enough good things about it, but even if you don't have the space to do this, you know, there, there's a way to do it or they can come to you. You know, um, I, 
I don't, I don't see any reason for anybody not to get any kind of training. Um, and then definitely no reason not to go with you. And where do you see yourself going with this? Because this is just you right now, right? Doing the training? Oh, well, the, the hands-on part, yes. Um, we, yeah. we do some business training as well. And my wife is handling that part. Um, we've had a few people in to do that as well. Um, you'll start so you have her do an that. actual business training too? Yes. Okay. Yeah. See, that I didn't know. So yes, yeah, you'll see a little bit more on that uh, on the okay. Facebook pages and because that's coming around too. Okay. Um, this is this is, I guess, uh, the next step. As I mentioned to you earlier, I got into this when my son was a year old, and that was to be able to spend more time with him. And uh, my youngest son um, is now tomorrow. We're leaving to take him to college. So they both, you know, have. Uh, get grown up and, and moving on. And this would be something that would enable us to do, uh, continue to be in the industry, maybe not have to be out in the field doing things as much and be able to travel. So for us, it's, it's something we're looking to grow. Uh, it just was growing a lot quicker than what we had anticipated in the beginning. So uh, I'd like it to continue to get bigger and, and to grow even more um, and, and, you know, be able to take it farther than what we have. Uh, you know, we, you were the farthest location we've gone so far to Connecticut. Um, we are set up to go to Michigan, Northern Michigan uh, in sep September, I think. Um, so that'll be the farthest to that point. But, uh, you know, we'd like to take it a little bit more uh, and continue to do that and, and maybe do some regional events um, if we can get that together where there are smaller guys that could come to an area and drive four or five hours versus, you know, whatever they need to, to get to us, um, to take a class. We've had, uh, we had a gentleman in from Indianapolis. Uh, we just had a father son come in and do our business training with our, uh, online on hands-on training from Nevada. Um, we've had people from North Carolina come up. Uh, so it's, it's starting to spread out a little bit, but maybe we can start taking it to them a little more too, uh, in the future. Yeah. Uh, so regional events, there's actually two coming up. Um, I know ours is still a little up, up in the air as far as what we're doing with that, but you got one in Maryland coming up. Yes. You're going to be at that. And what are you yeah. going to be doing there? So that one I'll be doing, I'll be part of the uh, two day school faculty for the rolling steel and fire door, um, which is one of the classes we offer here as well um, with the testing. And then uh, I am doing a class with Dick Lano, uh, Thursday night for uh, cables, drums, and springs. And then Saturday, uh, hopefully everybody will be here, will show up for that. It will be our uh, fire marshal class that I'm doing with Dave Dowdy, Ed Hermans, and Mike Whitaker. And that that's a, another passion I'm into with the fire doors. And this is actually a, a class that we present that you will leave there with the PowerPoint to take, and it's kind of a grassroots effort to take to your local fire marshals to give them the education on the importance of yearly testing, um, the importance of fire doors. And we did this in Salt Lake City and had a very good response. Um, we're going to do it again in Baltimore. Uh, we'll do it again in Las Vegas. But uh, we are going to be doing some uh, national events for this, um, the four of us to spread the word that way. And we're looking for dealers to kind of do it in their local jurisdictions. So when these guys come back from their national fire marshal show or building official shows, they may have seen that presentation we have there and now they can 
do that uh, in their local area. They can take this PowerPoint. It'll have all the speaking, uh, what they need to say. We'll give them all the information they have right on the PowerPoint. So it's just a turnkey thing uh, to take out uh, and, and help grow them as the industry expert in their area. Um, we actually uh, recommend, if possible, to find a, a competitor that you can do it with to kind of go in is, is to, to look more like you're doing it for the public service presentation. Um, that's how it really started. Mike Whitaker and I did this, uh, came up with this design, and he's a competitor of mine here uh, in the Baltimore area. And we, we brought this to Dave Dowdy and Ed Hermans and expand upon it. And we presented it a few times already and had great success. Um, we've had a couple of jurisdictions have changed their uh, requirements for uh, plan review, meaning that doors would have to be drop test and, and would have to show a, a drop test form where it was not required before. So it has taken hold, so to speak, but we were kind of shut down with COVID when we had some other ones planned, but we're now back to getting in, uh, out and doing that. And with that, in Vegas, we'll have an additional class we'll be doing with this, which should really help uh, guys take it to the local areas uh, with an emphasis on the Charleston uh, Sofa Superstore fire um, that happened about eight or nine years ago where nine firefighters lost their lives and fire doors played a predominant role in that. Um, so we're going to present that, that they can have that to take because it speaks volumes to those that are doing the inspections of how important it is that these are being done. Now there's some other big stuff happening with that too, right? As far as who can do drop testing? So yeah, two, uh, 2022 NFPA 80 is going to state that you will need to be a certified fire door technician to do a drop test for the yearly uh, drop test not for the installation. You can still install them. The wording will still be worded there that you just have to be qualified, which is a broad term. Doesn't yeah. really have any teeth to it. But so this is bringing in mean, some more legitimacy to the testing and, and, and education yeah. process. Exactly. And it's bringing, bringing it into to, uh, the door industry all around. Um, so you can be certified through IDEA. You can be certified through a manufacturer. Um, some of them offer their own certifications and you can have those uh, would, would benefit you as well. So uh, it is going to be a big change for a lot of people, but there, has, there, there are a lot of certified rolling fire door technicians already and uh, they're continuing to grow. And there'll be plenty of opportunities. That, um, I know you'll have testing, I think, at, at the PDA event that they can go and take their tests. Um, they'll be at the Educon, uh, the WASA event, which is the week in between those two events, uh, we'll have it as well. So, um, and then we're going to do a two day school in November for anyone that still needs it. It basically be the same thing they do at Expo. We're going to do it at our place and we add the hands on to it. So this way we help you, you know, see what they're referring to with drop tests and inspections and fire doors in general. So what are those, what are those dates in November, Dave? Oh, and now you put me on the spot. Uh <laughs> Well, we can, we can, uh, yeah, you can take a minute to look that up. I'll ask you a little bit more, but that, right. uh, how, how can people find that information? Um, they can go to mountonsitetraining.com yeah. um, or on our Facebook page for Mount Onsite Training. Now they can find you on Facebook and they can find Mount Onsite yes. on Facebook. 
Yes. And they could also find where I tagged you in the garage door text and owners group and the garage door text group and deplorable. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so we can, we can, uh, well, this episode will be out there too. You get, you get tagged in this. So, but, uh, it yeah, no, that's Thank good you, stuff, man. That's good stuff. Uh, and so it's uh, September 17th, we're doing our PDA event. It's a one day event and that's it, uh, in Massachusetts at, uh, Foxwoods. Uh, it's not it's free to come to, but we would like you to tell us that you're coming so we know what to plan for. And then the EduCon is, uh, was it the week before? It is two weeks after. Two, we two weeks after that. So yeah. the end of September. Yeah, it's the last, uh, the 30th through the 1st. So it's there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And we got Massachusetts, we got Maryland, and then we got Expos coming up in, in Vegas. So yes, there really isn't too many excuses for people not to, like, oh, it's too far, right? There's more of these things happening. And, and I feel like our PDA show uh, a couple of years ago, Phil, was a pretty pretty big success. We did we did a nice job with it. And, you know, we're hoping to see a good turnout at this one. It, it's so much up in the air with all the COVID stuff and everything still. But um yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm excited for it. I like being involved. I know you're passionate about this, and and that's one of the things I respect about you um, is how involved you are. And I, I'm impressed with how how much you were able to bring to the table and when you when you came and talked at our place. But um, yeah, no, I think there's a lot of cool stuff going on for sure. Well, good. Well, thank you. Well, I can't wait to hopefully the, see you at the PDA event. We'll be there for that, and uh, the dates for our two-day score November 4th and 5th. 4th and 5th. I'm going to write that down. So, um, and, you know, that's the same thing that Jim took a part, was a part of uh, when we did it back in June. And so far, we've had a pretty good success rate. Um, everyone that's been involved has, has moved on to get their certifications and rolling men, rolling fire. So we're going to try and keep that streak going. Now, uh, the training and the testing you, with drop tests, you still have to get your 10 points for IDEA, right? Correct. Yeah. So and if you that, go to the two day school, whether it's at, at, uh, wherever they offer it at, uh, um, expo or they're going to have it at the Educon, you get credit for five. Okay. Um, so you get that, uh, we, we, the guys that came to my, uh, two day school got an extra half. We, we dropped test two doors. Um, one of them is installed hundred percent correctly. The other one is not, it's on wood jam. So that one didn't count. So they got, they got credit for the half that they did that was on steel jams. Um, but they dropped tested both of those when they were here. So they walked away with five and a half points, but they still need to make up the difference, uh, to get their certification. And a lot of guys have those, they've been doing these for years. They just never were certified. Yeah. So it's more a matter of them getting the certifications, passing the test. So a failed, so a failed drop test does not count. It does count if it's a failed drop test. Um, it doesn't have to be a, a passing drop test. You can only you can only have a drop test on one door. Uh, count towards your total of ten. Um, but we, just to be fair. Uh, to make you know the, the idea of the 10 drop test or the 10 points is to give you experience with various fire doors and situations um not you know to give the five uh was it was a push uh when i was always on the board when that came up and it was a it was a big push back and forth whether or not to do that because the idea was for guys to get experience guys and girls to get experienced so they could know what they're getting into 
especially with the older fire door setups, um, the tension release setups. A lot of guys haven't seen that if they haven't done yearly drop tests because everything has been uh, made a lot more uh, efficient and, and uh, streamlined. But uh, so you, you need to get a little experience with it. it does It can take some time, um, but I do know that there's a lot of guys that offer opportunities through Facebook. Hey, we're going to be in this area dropping doors. Um, if you want to come be a part of it, you can, you know, you can drop the door multiple times when you're there and everyone can get a, a, a sense to do it. Um, so we've, we've done that for a few people that are on our list that need them. If I'm doing a drop test, I throw it out there and we'll continue to do that. And I know there's a lot of guys on Facebook that have done that. Um, Kyle and a few others, when they've had opportunities, have invited people to come get, get their drop tests that way too. And it's great to do it with some, yeah, do something with somebody that has the experience too. So you yeah. can kind of learn a little bit while you're there. It's another little training event. So I've got a question for you. There's companies out there that are like certifying their own guys, like in-house. Um, is that like, will that be recognized for a drop test or uh, does the 2022 regulation require it be from a third-party credible source. It needs to be a yeah third-party credible source. So it can be it, it states in there it could be a manufacturer, um, but it or it needs to be a third-party testing. Uh, so I, you know someone could come in to, to do that as well, other than IDEA if they wanted to. I don't know if there's that much of a market, but um, it's your primary sources right now are your manufacturers or through IDEA to get the certification. Now, if you get certified through, let's say, like. Cornell or whatever, uh, is there, there's not drop test requirements through there. You're just certified to work on their product at the end of that, right? You are. I, and I can't answer that hundred percent, Ryan, but I do, I'm sure you do some drop tests, but no, they don't have the same requirements. Um, the other part of that is a lot of them and I, I like CHI offers their own and it's good for three years. So I think you'd have to go back and take the class again okay. to get it. Where with IDEA, you just need to keep up your continuing education hours, which is what we spoke of earlier, right? Greg brought up. And, and that could be taking a safety meeting, uh, you know, forklift training. Uh, it doesn't have to always be about doors. It could be about anything that has to go with the industry. Yeah. So you just need nine hours every three years. So you go to Expo and you can get all, all that in one trip. Um, you know, where you take a training event, our, our trainings count, and they're usually six hours worth. So you can get six hours for coming to one of those as continuing education credits too. Yeah. So the um, two questions real quick. So and then we'll wrap up. We're getting close to an hour. Um, so first question is, can you give us like a, because a lot of the people that listen to our show, I would say 70% are residential. Um, and so I know there's a lot of residential guys I talk to who are interested in learning more about commercial. Um, and they don't really know exactly about drop tests and fire doors. Can you give us like a two minute overview of, um, of fire door and, uh, kind of what the regulations are high overview. So typically the fire doors and rolling doors are very similar in a lot of ways with installation where you have your fire door differences are more in your, it has to be able to release that release device. So the big things with fire doors that change is you have to follow the manufacturer's 
uh, instructions to a T. You can't change anything. Whatever anchors they furnish, you need to use whatever uh, mounting, if it's going to be on steel or masonry, needs to be noted. I um, mean, and you need to have those drawings. But you, uh, you have a little bit more specifics that you need to know with that as far as if the, the door was designed to raise up in a fire, be upward rising, um, then you have to leave for expansion. If it's downward, then you have to raise your tracks. Um, you need to know those things before you get into it. Um, as far as release devices, most fire doors and most guys look at it about, think about fuse links. Um, rolling fire doors, you know, are typically specified with that. Uh, the push that, that is out there that I'm 100% behind in these fire marshal classes are as well is to get your release device to be uh, more of a smoke detector or fire alarm panel and not have the, the fusible links in there. Um, the reason for that being is that smoke kills people more than fire kills people. So for that fuse link to melt, it needs heat, it needs fire. Um, to have a, uh, a door drop at the, at the scent of smoke is a lot better functioning system. With those though, there's a lot less that you have to uh, really be concerned with. with um, you don't have to worry about running cables through walls um, fuse links and their placements. Your smoke detector placement is important if you're installing those, but it's a lot easier to install a smoke detector than a fuse link on a cable because you don't have to worry about the smoke detector, that cable running through and not getting bound up. Um, or you have it looked up to hooked up to a fire alarm control panel where that's going to be wired by a third party. Typically, a fire alarm company is going to wire that up. So you're just needing to install the unit. They're normally uh, motor operated. So uh, it is a different motor that goes on there, but functions the same as a typical motor. Um, so there are differences. Um, and I do feel that that's one that, that takes time. You know, we talked about the certifications, the residential certification. If you've done this for a year to on, you know, five, 10 years, you can pass that certification. The commercial steel, a commercial and the rolling steel, you know, they ask for two years of, uh, experience and I think that that's appropriate you get to know the product a little better you can pass those tests rather easily with that the fire door takes a little bit more time um, because you do have intricacies it has to be mounted uh, to certain you know the, the for, for instance if it's steel it has to be 3 16 thick um, you have to you know you get it you're you're more dictated by what your manufacturer says and what NFPA 80 says than what you have learned in the field that's good. Thank you for the feedback. And last question. Do you do any training on high-speed doors? I have not done any training on high-speed doors, no. Um, and I don't know of any out there other than through the manufacturers, unfortunately. Yeah. The reason uh, why I ask is because we've sold some high-speed doors recently. We want to get some of our younger guys some training. And uh, we were talking about it today in the meeting, and I was like, oh, I got a, I'm doing recording a podcast <laughs> with David today. I'll ask him. And uh, we we are in conversation with Horneman um, about that. So I think we're going to get that scheduled. Um, They're a good, that's a good place to look. They have a really good door and a good program. They do have a good door. So, David, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, and everybody uh that's listening to this episode go on and tag greg and tell him what a freaking phenomenal job he did co-hosting torsion talk for the first time appreciate you brother we got to get your mic fixed a little bit but that's okay that's uh you got a little static on some of the things I'll work on that 
But uh, shout out to Greg uh, for co-hosting uh, Torsion Talk podcast today. I think he did a killer job. We might have to bring you on more often, bro. Um, and David, as always, uh, well, not as always, because it's the first time we've really talked other than some some back and forth on social media. But, um, you know, appreciate you coming on the show and taking the time. If somebody wants to schedule you, uh, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you and get that scheduled? Uh, best way to reach out is uh, mount onsite training at gmail.com and or check out our website. You can you can book a class there for our classes at our facility at mount onsite training.com. And, and thanks, Ryan and Greg. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, bro. You're making the industry better. So anything I can do to bring awareness to that. And David, if you need marketing for your company, let me know. I'm in. Right. <laughs> Sounds good. Little plug there. It's a shameless shill. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming on and taking the time to do it. And listen, if you guys are fans of podcasts and you have not subscribed or liked our Facebook page, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform, whether that's Spotify, uh, iTunes, Google podcast, whatever, and check out our Facebook page at Torch Talk podcast. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show and we love you. Be safe. Have a good day.